0: Welcome back everyone, I'm Ben Jenkins and another episode on History in the Valley. This episode shout out once more goes out to all of our servicemen and women in the Armed Forces this Memorial Day weekend, whether fighting overseas or on the home front protecting our country. We especially appreciate and are thankful for all of our veterans. Many have fought for our country and many have paid the ultimate price in the name of freedom our country wouldn't be what it is today without our veterans and soldiers, so thank you. I hope that you all are enjoying the series so far, and without a further ado, on to episode number 5 of Season 3. Enjoy. It's Memorial Day weekend, and you know what that means, summertime, and it's already here. School's out, and many are going on vacation, probably be to the beach, or the mountains, or to the cities. Outdoor activities will be taking place all summer long, every day. One of these outdoor activities, that is my, and possibly your, favorite, happens on the field, the baseball field. That's right. Baseball is in full swing, as all teams across the country have already started playing since April, while others will be having opening games in the following month of June. Personally, I find going to a local baseball game both energetically entertaining and more exciting than watching the major leagues on TV. So today, we're going to look into some of Southwest Virginia's most noted local baseball teams with rich histories that play an important role in the colorful history of sports here. So what are we waiting for? Let's buy some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. It's time for this podcast to step up to the plate and play ball. There are various accounts about the origins of baseball in America and when it truly started, but it was known to have existed prior to the American Civil War, possibly around the 1830s or 1840s in most of these accounts. As far as in southwest Virginia, it was possibly introduced or brought into the area in the late 1870s. As explained in Dotson's book, he mentioned how several local clubs and groups developed amateur teams and rivaled each other, which included various working-class groups, farmers, businessmen, and even rivaling lawyers. In the growing city of Roanoke, Most of these local club groups were made up of employees from the first railways in Southwest Virginia, the Shenandoah and Norfolk Western. Photographs from state archives and from the UVA library shows the existence of such groups like the Norfolk and Western general office building staff, boilermakers, freight and passenger workers, and other railroad building groups. According to the Salem Red Sox page article on the history of baseball in the Roanoke Valley, quote, professional baseball in the Roanoke Valley can be traced all the way back to eighteen eighty seven when Roanoke Machine Works fielded its first professional team and played all over the area through the eighteen eighty eight season. End quote. With this, one could initially conclude that the Roanoke Machine Works the largest industry in the valley at that time, was responsible for officializing the sports in the area and profound increase in civic pride. However, Dotson states that the origins goes much farther back with this phrase, quote, in the summer of 1883, following the success of the town's amateur teams, prominent businessmen organized the Roanoke Baseball Association to field The Roanocks, the city's first professional team. The Roanocks, as described by Dotson, represented the general area, playing all over the Roanoke Valley against small community teams, as well against distant teams such as the Lexingtons and the Virginians, both at home and away. All of these competitive and entertaining games for the local population were sponsored and funded by the large investors across the valley. And on a local scale the city's largest investors and business owners seeking profit in exchange. Eventually though, the Roanoke's and other teams discontinued because of issues that today's sports teams face. Poor management, lack of sponsors, haphazard play, and failing to maintain enough players. Overall, in my best judgment about early baseball, with combining both statements I believe that the collective members from the Roanoke Machine Works and several tiny minor clubs within the city resulted in the formation of the Roanoke's professional baseball team. This is because both of these statements are from the Roanoke area, and these teams fall within a few years of each other. Following the 1880s, more baseball teams popped up across southwest Virginia, reaching the southernmost part by the early 20th century. It was typical for bigger communities, like Abingdon or Martinsville, to have a farm team similar to that of Roanoke's, and yet most of these teams didn't continue into the 21st century, either because they weren't officially organized or not placed in a strong league, or they faced problems like sponsorship, revenue, and faltering management. Some of the non-existing teams included the Wiffle Cubs, the Fieldale Tollers, and the South Boston Rappers, to name a few. Only four minor league baseball teams still continue to play in Southwest Virginia today, three of whom are located in the New River Valley and one in the Roanoke Valley. Both of the valleys, in fact, are part of two completely different leagues, the Appalachian Rookie League, and the Carolina League. The Appalachian League was first formed in 1911, initially for only four seasons, later returning for a second iteration from 1921 to 1925, before falling dormant again between 1925 to 1937. By its fourth iteration, starting in 1957, the Appalachian League was reclassified as a rookie-level organization, to which continued up until 2019. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the 2020 season was canceled, and during that time, the Appalachian League, in conjunction with a shrinking minor league baseball association, was converted into a collegiate baseball group designed to draw in rising college freshmen and sophomores starting this year, 2021. The Carolina League, on the other hand, was founded during World War II and initially had two teams from Southside Virginia play in the 1945 season. By the 1960s, the growing league spread out into Central Virginia that included Salem and Lynchburg, both of whom would be longtime members and rivals to this day. In the 1970s, minor league baseball was facing financial difficulties and suffered to only down to four clubs, as many of the earliest teams that had been part of the league since the beginning were not able to continue financially by their respected city and had to leave. For the late 1970s through the early 80s, the Caroline League recovered and continued to stretch into Maryland and go deeper into North Carolina to gain more numbers. And by the end of the 1980s, the league reached an outstanding 1 million attendance. In the 1990s, the Carolina League moved into Durham and made its last inclusion of the Myrtle Beach Pelicans in 1999. Today, the Carolina League continues to be strong on the East Coast and is at a Triple-A league level. Let's look first at the Appalachian League as a low-ranking baseball association. It was initially made up of teams solely from Western North Carolina and East Tennessee, but it later grew to include more baseball teams from both Lower Virginia and Western Virginia starting in the 1920s. Only 10 teams today makes up the league, and of those, three of them come from the New River Valley. As implied by the current name, the Bristol State Liners represent the city that's literally split in the center between Virginia's and Tennessee's border. Their earliest predecessor dates back to 1911 as one of the first original six independent teams in the league, the Bristol Boosters, who sadly only lasted for two seasons. Following a lengthy dormant period, the city's truly first and official professional team was formed as the Bristol State Liners that played from the 1921 to the 1925 seasons. The third team reincarnation, 15 years later during the first years of World War II, was the Bristol Twins, as they were affiliated with the Minnesota Twins the first time and had a much longer play period from 1940 to 1955. In 1969, six years after the reorganization of minor league baseball, the city restored baseball back into a fourth team reincarnation as the Bristol Tigers, affiliated with the Detroit Tigers from 1969 to 1994. The team name later changed to the Bristol White Sox, affiliated with Chicago from 1995 to 2013, and finally to the Bristol Pirates, affiliated with Pittsburgh, their latest name prior to 2020. In 2021, the team in line with the league's COVID-19 change was renamed to the Bristol State Liners as homage to their first team name and as a symbolic representation of of the city's creation and establishment. The next team came from Danville, Virginia, known as the Danville Otterbots. Their origin goes back to 1905, years before the formation of the Appalachian League itself. They were initially known as the Danville Tobacco Gunners, referring to their largest crop industry in the area. They only lasted for one season and were part of the short-lived Virginia Carolina league that ceased in the same year. Plus, the Tubacconos were not affiliated with any major league team, which was unusual. Baseball returned in 1920, but now known as the Danville Red Sox that lasted six seasons. Following another eight quiet seasons, baseball had not only returned, but also reverted back to their previous name, the Dipakonist. Danville, however, laid dormant again until 1934, when the Danville Leaves were commonly dubbed by locals as the Danville Field Leaves, played between then and 1958. The leaves, in fact, were part of the Carolina League for a few years before shutting down. 1993 was the next biggest year in the team's historic timeline, as the newly reconstructed Danville Braves started its career as an advanced rookie-level team in the Appalachian League. Prior to playing at Danville's own American Legion ball field, the team temporarily played at Calfee Park in Pulaski alongside their rival, the Pulaski Yankees. The Danville Braves, affiliated with the Atlanta Braves, claimed 10 division titles and 4 league titles since 1993 and through the first years of the following century. In 2020, just like Bristol, the Danville Braves did not play a 20 season, and in the following year, the team was renamed as the Danville Otterbots. Side fact, their colors, blue and orange, symbolizes the Dan River, focusing on their thriving industries, tobacco and textiles. The third and final Virginia team of the Appalachian League is the Pulaski Yankees, now known as the River Turtles. Professional baseball in Pulaski dates back to 1942, during World War II, as they were called the Pulaski Counts. They played one season and then resumed after the war in 1946, playing for another four seasons. The team was the Phillies from 1952 to 1955, then the Cubs, only for the 1957 and 1958 seasons. The Pulaski Braves were up to bat next from 1982 to 1992, by which at this point made Calfee Park their permanent home after being on different fields and with no stable location. The team returned five years later in 1997 as the Pulaski Rangers and then renamed the Pulaski Blue Jays in 2003 to play until 2006. After a quiet two seasons, Pulaski returned back into the baseball spotlight in 2008 and in 2015 changed their name to the Pulaski Yankees, which they were more widely known as prior to the pandemic. In 2021, this year, Pulaski resumed their involvement in minor league baseball, no longer as the Yankees, but now as the Pulaski River Turtles. Side Fact 1. Their home field, Calfrey Park, is the oldest working ballpark in professional baseball, which was built in 1935 by the Work Progress Administration and now listed in the National Register of Historic Places along with earning the Best Rookie-Level Ballpark in America 2019 and the Fan Favorite in the 2020 Ballpark's Digest. Side Fact 2. Prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, the Pulaski Yankees were one of the more outstanding teams in the league, so big that they received the John H. Johnson President's Award in 2019, which acknowledges the franchise's stability involvement in the community, and their role in the baseball industry. Jumping up to the northern part of Southwest Virginia, we see only one team in the Roanoke Valley that continues to be the Valley's single baseball franchise, the Salem Red Sox. Their origins allegedly goes back to the predecessor mentioned earlier, that had played all over the valley for nearly 50 years since the 1888 season. Various other teams played throughout the valley, but all teams were combined and officially configured in 1939 as Salem's professional team dubbed the Sal Salarchy Friends. They played at the Salem Municipal Field, originally built in 1932 for some time, until they relocated to Maher Field in Roanoke in 1943, where the team retired the name in favor of the Roanoke Red Sox, or Rose Sox. It was the first time that they were affiliated with a major league team, which was the Boston Red Sox, by the way. The Roanoke Rose Sox, however, had struck out after the 1953 season, and following that, there was a silence in the Roanoke Valley as baseball left. There was hope and local enthusiasm, however, as stated from the Reds, Salem Red Sox website, quote, With no professional baseball in the Valley, Salem jumped on the opportunity to field a team for the 1955 season. The Salem Athletic Club field the Salem Rebels an independent team to play in the Appalachian League at Municipal Stadium, end quote. Affiliated with the Pittsburgh Pirates and briefly with the San Francisco Giants, the Salem Rebels returned to the Salem Municipal Field playing through the 1960s. In 1968, the Salem Rebels joined the Carolina League after having been part of the Appalachian League since their first game in 1939. Over the next 16 years, the Salem Rebels had won two league titles in 1955 and in 1965, along with two division titles in 1968 and 1969. The team's name was retired in 1972, and with the intention of being closer to their affiliated team, was renamed to the Salem Pirates. They played for 8 seasons and won two league and two division titles before the team's name was once more retired in 1981 and was now the Salem Redbirds, switching affiliates to the San Diego Padres and later the Texas Rangers in 1984. Interestingly enough, quote, the Salem Redbirds are one of few teams that were nicknamed the Redbirds and added that they were not Affiliated with the state St. Louis Cardinals. After having been having had some worse seasons and other snags for night for five years, Salem's affiliation was back to Pittsburgh in 1987 and therefore renamed the Salem Buccaneers, playing on the same b- baseball field for seven more seasons. The Buccaneers claimed another Carolina league and division title in their first season and another division title in the following year. The year 1995 was big as Salem's minor league baseball team, now the newly renamed Salem Avalanche, affiliated with the Colorado Rockies, played one last time on the old Salem municipal field after over 60 years. They played midway through the 1995 season there before transitioning to the newly built $10.1 million Salem Memorial Baseball Stadium, today called Harley-Toyota Field. The ballpark hosted its first ball game on August 7th in which the Salem Avalanche beat the Frederick Keys 3-2. For the next 13 years, the Avalanche won one league title and one division title, along with changing affiliations to the Houston Astros in 2003. Six years later, in 2009, the Salem Avalanche name was retired, and the Salem Red Sox was the new team identity. Affiliated with the Boston Red Sox, ironically the very first major league team affiliation in the 1940s, Salem today continues to draw spectators from all reaches of Southwest Virginia, even beyond the Blue Ridge Mountains. Currently, as of 2021, the team had claimed four division titles and one league championship title in 2013. Side fact, Muggsy and Misty, though not the first mascots, are the Salem team's most beloved characters and are the oldest. Muggsy first appeared in 1997, making him today 24 years old, while Misty first appeared in 2004, today making her 17 years old. Both were the stars of the Salem Avalanche, and continue today to be the stars of the current team, though Misty had made less appearances than her older brother, People today see minor league baseball as another form of entertainment and money revenue. And they might be right, but to me, it's more than just that. It's a sport that has brought many communities and areas together over the last century and a half. Its history, so we choose to look at it, reveals to us the existence of more baseball groups that had once played in different parts of Southwest Virginia early team names and the towns that they came from shows us how or why they played had short seasons, constantly changed names, and overall changed over the years. These predecessor teams were the starting blocks for many current professional teams. The Roanoke Valley's Salem Red Sox, for instance, traces its origins to that of the Roanoke Machine Works team in the 1880s, a mere handful of workers who wanted to play baseball in their spare time. Teams in the New River Valley, meanwhile, have a much shorter history, some with no true predecessor. However, the many discontinued and forgotten farm teams in the New River that had once dotted all over the valley had inspired the creation of newer and bigger baseball collegiate farm teams today like the Pulaski River Turtles or the Bristol State Liners. If the many baseball fields and stadiums could talk, they would tell us stories of ball games won or lost, spectators that came to watch the home team, and the different teams that took to the field on warm summer evenings. This episode was put together with research from many sources and references including Salem Red Sox Stats Crew Online BallparkReview.com Danville Otterbots Minor League Baseball TheBaseballCube.com Pulaski River Turtles Bristol State Liners BaseballReference.com the Ballpark Digest, LinkedIn SportsLogo.net News Baseball America The Minor League Baseball Teams in Virginia Online Project by Virginia Is For Kids Roanoke, Virginia, 1882-1912 by Rand Dotson The Roanoke Public Library's Virginia Archives Room The University of Virginia Library the Roanoke Times Newspaper, and finally, the Historical Society of Western Virginia. Please support them by visiting their site or social media to learn more about minor league baseball, and more. Thank you for listening to another episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. With every new episode made and posted, I ask that you spread the word around about this podcast invite family and friends to listen in too. This in turn helps provide podcast performance feedback on Anchor, my online recording studio. Don't forget to find me on Spotify or Google Podcasts by searching History in the Valley, save it to your playlist and enable notifications so that you don't miss out on the latest episodes. My email, benthehistorian one at gmail.com is open if you wish to send me any questions, episode commentary, or feedback that will help improve this podcast. I'm Ben Jenkins, and until the next episode, where there's history, there's a story to be told. Have a good week, everyone.